Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that uh, story we did at the end of the hour about the woman who uh, had her toe amputated because of a nail salon infection? Yes, yes. I, I was looking through the story, and at the end of it, her name is Anita House. She said that God must have had a reason. To take her toe? Yeah. Hmm. And so I've just been sitting here. Did he here need her toe? It's like, well, what would that reason be? God had a reason God for had, my losing my toe. That's right. There was a reason for the infection and the amputation. Hmm. There was no uh, speculation on what that what that reason would. Uh, Some people just believe that nothing <laughs> is happens by chance. Everything happens for a reason. Like God needed a toe. <laughs> there could be a toe was needed in heaven. <laughs> people are funny, aren't they? They uh, sometimes, yeah. You got a nail infection. God had nothing to do with it. What's he going to do with a toe? Uh-huh. Yeah, he gave her an nail infection so she'd lose that toe so it could be used right. for someone else. Exactly. It's God's will. It's God's plan. Really? And you, you can't question people any further on that. Well, what would the plan be? Do you bury a toe? And yeah, a little tiny toe coffin. <laughs> toe coffin. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, welcome to this. Nice kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had we mentioned have- in his budget message, yeah, by the way, I'm 
battling a uh, voice ailment. I could hardly tell. <laughs> One hour to go. <laughs> Believe me, the way it sounds now, it was much worse on Saturday and Sunday. I was like a whisper. That's all I could talk. So, uh, otherwise, I feel good. You, your vocal cords are inflamed. They are inflamed. They're, uh, they're infected. I know. They're like that woman's toe. Hot tea and honey. I'd have to do a, a laryngectomy. I'm taking all of these little, what, these Ricola things? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they help are... a little bit. You used to eat those, didn't you, John? Oh, yeah. I found that was the only thing that really worked for me was the Ricola. You taking NyQuil, Ken, so you can sleep, so you don't cough? I did one night. But the next night it didn't work as well. So no, it's it, it's true because sometimes I do that to help me sleep. <laughs> oh no! You kind of have the rebound effect. You take it. You have to take it once and then wait, wait a few days. Yeah, I found that most medications work best the first time. Yeah. yeah your body quickly builds up a tolerance. It does. By the way, that's only part of the cocktail that you take. Uh, well, to put you out. I yes. Yeah, yeah. CBD. I haven't had that in a while. No gummies. No, I'm, I've been out of them, and I, I haven't gone back. She almost killed her dog, so. What's keeping you up lately? Oh, you know, the same earthquakes, and then, the you know, the thing. wind, yeah. and, you know, whatever. Just, you know, my mind, you know, Ken, I have a very active mind, believe it or not. So, just you, things are constantly whirling in there. <laughs> whirling. Wow. I can see the gears. <laughs> the squirrels running around. Yeah, squirrels and wind and... She's kind of a squirrel personality and always darting scared, looking around. <laughs> I'm not a scaredy cat, okay? I, I, I Running up you, trees. Most people are scared of earthquakes and what's going to happen. It's not just me. Yeah, but how much do they think about it? Who knows? They At least the, the thing is, I admit lot. it. But I, you know, I, I give you guys the truth, right? I, yeah. I, I Maybe a little TMI. It's true, though. I found her up in a tree the other day out in front of the building. <laughs> she was. She was. <laughs> Well, think about it. You're safer in a tree, maybe with an earthquake. As well, long as it may, come okay, down. then I'm going to need to build a tree house and sleep there, and I'll see if I sleep better. Unless there. the tree comes down, then you're yeah, screwed. All right. So uh, about a month ago, Newsom was talking about the state's budget, and as you know, we're in a deficit. Probably, <clears throat> I haven't seen the latest numbers, but they estimate over twenty billion dollars deficit coming this year. So in his budget message, he talked about having to cut back on some spending. And the latest is state assistance for health care services to migrants seeking asylum. The story starts out like this. All day and sometimes into the night, buses and vans pull up to three state-funded medical screening centers near California's border with Mexico. Federal immigration officers unload migrants, predominantly from Brazil, Cuba, Colombia, and Peru. <clears throat> They're mostly waiting for asylum hearings which will take another year or two to happen. Once inside, they got face masks. Uh, they get food and water. Medical providers test them for COVID. They offer them vaccines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, asylum seekers I, are tested for injuries. That is a great welcome to America, though. Hi, welcome to America. We're all crazy. Would you wear this mask? We all cover our faces in this country. There's no real reason for it. We just do it. I thought they weren't doing this. In Texas, they weren't. Remember, during the height of the pandemic all the migrants were coming into texas and they weren't getting tested or masks or anything no no back then they weren't but i think if you go to this formal asylum processing center then uh, you get the uh, full medical treatment package well newsom said the state can no longer afford to contribute funds to the centers they get federal and local grants but he said we're going to phase out the state aid for these medical services in the next few months 
they can only keep going if Biden and Congress step up with more funding. By the way, if you ever hear anybody in government say, well, we just don't have enough money, like, you know, to fill the potholes, um, they have been spending your tax money on food for illegal aliens, lodging, travel, that we will pay for their travel so they could find their sponsors or their family or their friends. And the state has spent a billion dollars on all billion this. billion dollars in just in three years. Three yeah. years. Billion dollars. Wow. So when you hear there's not enough money, we have to raise taxes. We're, we're underfunded. Blew a billion dollars on people who broke the law. We gave them a free mask. We're not sending any of the migrants on buses to other states, though, are we? No, we should, though. Right. I mean, that, that's, what how, happens that's, is that's, they get, that's how you get the financial burden off your back is put them on a bus. They either get turned over to sponsors or they get turned over to one of some of these charities step up and take the migrants to try to help place them. That's what happens after we have like an intake center. This is kind of to check on them for uh, make sure there's no problems medically. Well, this is, uh, you know, this is good business because the federal government's handing out uh, tons of money. So you can get into the uh, migrant services business. Uh, they, they, there's medical support at UC San Diego. Federal government cover, covers most of that. State pays for nurses and other medical contractors. Oh, it says eventually they are put on buses or commercial flights. How come that gets no... Uh... Oh, because they're going to be reunited with sponsors in other states. We're not just sending them to sanctuary cities. Well, so they say. Who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the charities get them on buses and planes. Well, there's no place to put them. I mean, we're, we've been taking in tens of thousands. I mean, 300,000. 300,000 have come in since April of 2021. That's not even two years. 300,000 were processed. Yeah, and, but a lot of them are coming from Texas. They get a lot more in Texas, but we do agree to take some of them here. Right. Well, no, these are the uh, these are the ones just in uh, San Diego County and Imperial County. The, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Three health resource centers serve more than three hundred thousand migrants, and then you know the food, the lodging, and the travel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Short of money. Yeah. Can't pave the road. California is set to end its pandemic state of emergency on February twenty eighth. And that's probably when they'll start to cut the funding. The budget won't take effect until July, but they'll figure out how much they're going to cut. Well, they, they they did a pretty comprehensive thing that we read a couple of weeks ago about how how did the budget, you know, double and triple and quadruple, depending on what year you want to use as a comparison. Right. And And much of it was for illegal immigration. And much of it, all, all the increases were like three categories, like uh, illegal immigration, uh, poverty, you know, medical care for poor people, medical care for illegal immigration. And right. then, uh, you know, uh, a big increase in, in the prisons, e even though we have far fewer prisoners. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, so as promised, we're going to present to you now an example of the arrogance of some Sacramento politicians. We have an attorney general by the name of Rob Bonta. We have his wife. Her name is Mia. She's in the assembly. And she was appointed recently as chairwoman of Assembly Budget Committee 5. 
that oversees the California Department of Justice's budget and spending. So wait a minute. Reporters finally caught on to the fact that she should not be overseeing her husband's department's budget. (laughs) The attorney general is part of the Department of Justice. This sounds like... uh, some sort of conflict of interest, does it not? Well, it's it's the big stink of corruption. And what's really fascinating is nobody in Sacramento thought there was anything wrong with this, including these two dopey bontas. And he's the attorney general. He's chief law enforcement officer for the state, and he thought it was entirely appropriate for his wife in the assembly to oversee his budget. It's just head-shaking. It's like, wow. How deep in the bubble do you have to be? How corrupt do you have to be that this was considered normal? They just tried to pass this off so no one would notice? Because apparently a reporter by the name of Ashley Zavala with KCRA did some digging, broke the story, and then tried to get some answers. And finally, after a week, this assemblywoman announced she will recuse herself. It took a week. It took a week. And why did they Even the El Segundo Times read an editorial that this isn't right. But Newsom was asked about this and claiming he doesn't know anything about this. Yeah, sure. He's such a liar. Of course he knows about it. Of course he does. And they were just trying to tough it out, figuring the public's not paying attention. Most of the media didn't cover this, or they covered it in the most bland, benign way that you wouldn't notice. I mean, seriously, you know, you know what? If you look at the L.A. Times website for for their hits, there there is a page where you can track. You know, most people are on the L.A. Times website for about a minute and they look at a page and a half. <laughs> that is the extent of what, how people consume uh, print news, at least online. Right. So, you know, you put down, uh, you know, a six paragraph article just to say, hey, you know, yeah, we did cover it the other day. But it's buried. It's hard to find. And most people won't find it and aren't even looking for it. Don't care. So here is this KCRA reporter. We have about two and a half minutes of audio. Apparently, at one point, Bonta just starts wagging her finger into the woman's face. When questioned about all this, she starts reading from a statement. Let's listen to how it went. Hi, Assemblymember Bonta. Do you have a second for just a brief interview to discuss? We don't have to do it in the doorway, but... I'll make a statement to you. I'm not doing an interview. You're not going to do... You don't want to answer questions? I will make a statement, Ashley. That's what I will do. Sorry, we probably shouldn't be in the... Okay, what is... What's your statement? As legislators, we have an obligation to ensure that the people of California have absolute confidence in the legislative and budget process. We have spoken with the Assembly Ethics attorneys who agreed there is no violation of the ethical rules in my holding this position. My district is amongst the highest impacted by gun violence and the carceral system. And the speaker appointed me knowing that I would be a voice for the victims and communities affected by issues of public safety. That being said, any budget proposal regarding the DOJ that comes under my purview on budget sub five will go through a transparent and open budget process, including publicly posting agendas, having the entire subcommittee She's reading this. voting on recommendations to amend, approve, or deny budget proposals, and having these discussions happen in an open session broadcasted and archived to be later reviewed 
and voted on by the Budget Committee and ultimately the entire legislature. So you're not going to recuse yourself Thank from you. DOJ? That's my statement. Was it racist and sexist for us to bring this up? I mean, what, what about this? I offer you a statement, Ashley. That's I understand, but you have, there are so a lot much. of questions the people of California, taxpayers in the state, would like to know if you're going to recuse yourself from DOJ items. Wow. Choose to air my statement if you really actually want to offer truth in your in your I'm story offering time. truth. I mean, also, but I mean, if we look at the other subcommittees, the other I'm leaders don't really truth. have other other experience. I mean, you, oh, you campaign you on go. education. Here I go. You, I mean, you campaign on education and working families, and you have so much experience with education nonprofits. Why wouldn't you ask to? do the education budget subcommittee. I mean, when we look at Dr. Joaquin Arambula and other Thank members you. that have actual experience. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Excuse me. Okay, Excuse me. Assemblymember Miabanta, the people of California would like to know if you are going to recuse yourself from Department of Justice items. Excuse me. Air the statement that I made, Ashley, if you're being fair. Assemblymember Bonta, I am a, a journalist. Fair reporter, I am, I am a fair reporter, being a and fair I'm asking reporter, questions. You if you would like to have a discussion. Please? Thank you. It's great. <laughs> she apparently pointed her finger at her face and said, choose to air my the statement, it's the truth. The elevator door closes. The Does finger, it? finger in the face, elevator door closes. Yeah, apparently these Bontas, man, wow. she apparently used to work for a nonprofit that he headed up. Oh. So and they, I guess that was a good question. She, the reporter asked, is like, well, why wouldn't you work on, you know, the it, budgets of the nonprofits that you were on the issues dealing with the children's funding and stuff like that why why did you want the department of justice oversee because uh, it's a racket they're running that's why yeah and she wants control of his budget because when she uh she uh, gave the clue when she talked about her district which is oakland and all the incarcerated people and she probably wants to make sure that there isn't much funding for enforcing the law and prosecution and, and sentencing and all that stuff, right? right? And that there's more money given to, uh, 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 more rehabilitation money given to the prisoners right. when they're dumped out early. That, this is that's another, what this uh, is. power couple. I think he's going to run for governor when Newsom's oh, finished. Oh, my God. I think he's going to make us long for Newsom. Uh, he's he's he he is a weasel and a weenie, and he also doesn't like criticism either. Because I remember when he was down here on uh, some story, it was something oh, we yeah. played the clip. Remember, he got all pissy. Was that the and, uh, uh, investigation into Sheila Kuehl thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Right. And a reporter might have been Steve Gregory started challenging him, and he got really irritated. He got very angry. Uh, Newsom gets like that too. None of these people want progressives. Never want to be questioned. They no. just want to make pronouncements. They have a statement. They'll stand there and read the statement, and you are not to question her ethics. And, uh, you know, clearly, clearly this is corrupt, right? You can't have the wife overlooking the husband's budget. Stop it. And then, like the and, reporter said, is it racist and sexist? Is that what you're saying? I like her. Yeah, they like all those words, so she tried to feed her one of her own words. I know, words. I know. That's what you do. You see, you, you start swatting them back with their own uh, BS. Ashley Zavala. Yeah. yeah, KCRA. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4, live. We are, we are. After 4 o'clock, uh, you can hear us on our podcast, same show. Uh, runs after 4 o'clock, whatever you missed or you want to hear it again and again. iHeartRadio app, John and Ken On Demand is what it's called. So do that. Well, the, uh, <clears throat> the United States Supreme Court has heard a case with uh, some origins here in Southern California. Uh, a woman by the name of Nohini Gonzalez was one of 130 people 
killed by the shooting rampages in Paris. Who can forget November 13th, 2015? Nolini was a senior at Cal State University, Long Beach. She was in France on an exchange program. She was shot along with 19 others at a bistro while out with friends. This was one of these Islamic State attacks. By the way, whatever happened to ISIS? They really did disappear, didn't they? anything about ISIS anymore. Uh, they don't seem to be a huge threat. I imagine those guys are still running around the, de- the, the uh, desert screaming death to America. Right. But uh, those groups... Well, that- lawyers at an Israeli law center that specializes in suing companies that aid terrorists asked the family if they're interested in launching a lawsuit related to her daughter's death. So they filed their case arguing that Google's YouTube video site broke the U.S. Anti-Terrorism Act by promoting Islamic State propaganda videos with its recommendation algorithms. I heard one of the lawyers say this morning, it wasn't that it was just posted there. They actually had algorithms that directed people there or recommended people go there. Yeah. And look at these videos. For all these sites, well, YouTube, Google's all owned by YouTube, right? You go to YouTube, say you watch uh, half a dozen videos of uh, anything, right? you will get suggestions in that vein. That's right. You might be interested in this. Dozens and dozens of, of, of suggestions. And the more you click the suggestions, the more further suggestions you'll get in that category. Right. So uh, this lawsuit was a go. But apparently they have lost in the lower courts. But the family appealed and the U.S. Supreme Court decided in October to hear the case today was the day they did hear the case from the Gonzalez family lawyers. And what they're talking about here is Section 230 of a federal law. It is at the heart of the case. It protects Internet companies from being liable for the content posted by their users. This allows platforms like Facebook and YouTube to grow into the big behemoths that they are today. Because there was, there was uh, 26 words. No tech platform shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. In other words, you don't look at YouTube or Facebook or Twitter as a speaker or as a publisher. It's simply a conduit. That's right. It's like it's tra- just a platform, a transmission line. So they are not responsible for anything that anybody creates and, and, and puts on the uh Puts on the sites. Now, YouTube does have policies that prohibit terrorist content. But their algorithms often miss new video uploads. Because everybody always works, like, screws around with how they present the video or how they describe it so we can get through the algorithms. Right. It's it's one of those cat and mouse games. Right. So, now, are they arguing that Something directly on one of these videos led to the attack on their daughter in Paris? Was there something specific? Or they're just saying that, in general, YouTube doesn't do enough to keep people away from these. Well, that YouTube promotes ISIS content. And therefore, it had a role in creating uh, the group and the frenzy and the deaths. Oh, I see. I mean, there, there are... We read stories all the time about people getting radicalized by... online propaganda right uh i mean it's it's 
I, I think Google's involvement in a Paris shooting is 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 really distant. Yeah, although I mean, I mean, I mean, you and I have talked about this in the past that these recruitment videos and all this stuff that gets posted out there to get to get people charged up for jihad. You would think there'd be a little bit more. You know. Well, that's but Section two thirty protects them now. If they changed it, then you would see all Twitter and, and and Facebook and YouTube and all of them aggressively take this stuff down because they they can they do do a good job on certain things. Like if you if you post something that violates somebody else's copyright, especially with music, you you can't post somebody else's music even if it's a hit song unless you have paid uh, the royalty fees the licensing fees so they 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 uh because I, I know people who have podcasts right and sometimes they put on music as just uh, a theme or uh, a transition and within seconds youtube has zapped it right they're able to recognize the copyrighted musical passage and it's it's gone they take your video down so you have to put any or you know something generic that's in the public domain, uh, or uh, or you have to pay a license fee. The take on this today from most reporters who covered it is that the Supreme Court does not seem to favor the plaintiffs; that they do not think that uh, <clears throat> there should be any challenge to Section Two Thirty. Well, this is something Congress has to do. That's exactly what one of the justices said. Congress wrote the law. Congress should do. Yeah, this this doesn't necessarily violate. This doesn't violate the Constitution. It, this, no. This, 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 so I mean, you you strike down a law when the law itself violates the constitutional rights of somebody. But this is just corporate protection uh, for uh, you know uh, defamation or, or liability that certain posts could could lead to a criminal act. Right. So, but the, you know, but the the tech companies bribe Congress by the billions. So, twenty how many years now? Twenty seven years. Twenty seven years. Not going to change. It was written in very primitive times. When the I was going to say, yeah, twenty seven years ago, that wasn't quite the content we have today. No, I know. And but as many avenues. Once once something gets embedded into law, it obviously this protects. They'd have to completely change the way they do business. If you were now, if you were liable for everybody's post and everybody's message, which could conceivably lead to a bad act, uh, yeah, you, you don't have much of a business anymore. But they're actually going to hear another case tomorrow that YouTube recommends videos to users. Uh, it says here that justices will hear a related case involving a 2016 law that allows victims of international terrorism to sue those who knowingly aided or abetted terrorists. This was a case of an ISIS-sponsored terrorist attack, and this is a case against YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So it's a related case. This is about an attack in Istanbul, Turkey. But it's the same concept. So I guess they agreed to hear two cases like this just to see if they could ferret out anything that would, you know, make sense down the road. But... All signs are they're not going to do anything I, I to think overturn. All, I think they're all going to fail. You know, I, you, you, I, I see this with everyone who complains about TikTok videos or other, other social media where there are these idiotic challenges. 
you know, there there are there are teenagers that end up hanging themselves because they took some kind of challenge on the internet. Right. And uh that's really up to the parents to control what their their kids access to the internet. And and you know, some parents just will not let their kids have phones, for example, or they monitor all their internet usage. And that sounds like a pain in the ass and it sounds like your kids will rebel and hate you and all that, but that's the world we're living in. Uh, if you decide to let them have free access to whatever floats through social media channels, then if something bad happens, that's not you're not going to win legally against Google or TikTok or whoever. You're not. They they have protection to put any kind of garbage out there. And the the people who run Google and, and the rest of those companies, they're all psychopaths. They don't care. They're just about making billions of dollars. And if your kid hangs herself, well, price of doing yeah, business. Yeah, one of the lawyers for uh, the family's law firm said that. It's like a bank that handles money transfers between terrorist groups that these uh, Internet companies are doing the same thing. They're allowing their platforms to be filled up with uh, user-generated content that can be harmful, mm -hmm. such as terrorist videos. Yeah, so. uh, you, can, you can make an incendiary argument like that, but it's, they still have the legal protection, and they're never going to give it up. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We got the Moist Line coming back around in three days already, so we're grabbing your messages. Use the iHeartRadio app. There's a microphone icon there to leave a message. Call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, the LAPD, their West Bureau Special Assault Section, are looking for people who might be additional victims or witnesses in a series of sex assaults which occurred in West L.A., Koreatown, and downtown Los Angeles. Uh, a few weeks ago, they arrested a 36-year-old man by the name of Benjamin Park Belser, who lives in South L.A. The charges include, you guessed it, the usual rape, sodomy, sexual penetration with a foreign object. These sex assaults date back to 2017. Now, of course, he came here from North Carolina. I don't know that he's homeless, but he appears to have targeted women using social media and dating apps. Yeah. Beginning in at least 2017, he began contacting women online. He used elaborate ruses to conceal his identity. So, you see, if, if they... <clears throat> eventually reported the assault, they would have the wrong name or the wrong right, person. They right. wouldn't, it'd be hard to track him. I, I, I will never, I will always be baffled by, especially women who meet up with strange guys on, on dating apps. I got to think the hit rate to get a pervert or some violent maniac is pretty high there. I would think every pervert violent maniac would try a dating app at least once, right? Because you, you've got someone, you've already... You've already gone like uh, three quarters of your way down the field there. Yeah. You know, you, you, right. you, you, they, they've shown up. You, you know what they look like. They're in front of you. Now you just have to figure out how to manipulate them and then uh, do damage. I, That's I, apparently what he did. And then, you know, he assaulted them. <clears throat> they finally got enough evidence to make the case that it's probably this guy. They said they went to his home in South L.A. and recovered extensive evidence of his connection to these crimes, and they think there's a lot more <clears throat> that are out there. <clears throat> they described him as pretty distinctive. Six foot five, 
170 pounds, and then my favorite part, a very distinctive body odor. Mm. Did he mention that in his profile? I think the victims did. Right. No, I'm just saying when he's trying to lure these uh, women in, does he mention he's got a really bad odor? And by the way, once they get a whiff of the odor, they don't bolt. They still leave themselves vulnerable. I don't. I don't. I didn't. I don't get this at all. Well, he may assault them before they can even get away, and they realize it with the creep, and he's got them trapped somewhere in their room or uh, you, a hotel. Or you just don't. You just never do that. Uh, you just never do that. It's like. Well, that's what they say here. They think a lot of women did not report this because they're too embarrassed. Well, they should. Well, they should be embarrassed. I mean, you just if you're if you're a grown up person, you don't meet strangers off the internet because a lot of the guys are crazy. They're 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 violent and scary. Isn't B O B O? Is there's a distinctive B O? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, you smelled some people. That you're like oh, oh never some smelled people, something like that. Before. Some people smell like dairy to me. They do. I have picked up on that scent. Yeah. Yeah, it's a certain kind of bacteria because the odor comes from bacteria. So right. it depends. Sometimes what your body is sweating might be the foods you uh, you eat. Yeah, or, usually or, I pick up like a locker room smell. Yeah, or or how uh, you know how, how often you wash your clothes. I, I think there's a different odor for somebody who's wearing the same clothes for a week. Oh. Yeah. Huh, that's usually the case. That you answers your shower. question. All right. Uh, oh, look here. Special guest. Yes, please keep your seats. It was uh, a vision. I, I didn't believe what I was seeing. Mark Thompson walked in. Yeah, you know, I warm up on the sidelines, but the starting quarterback's always going into the game. Finally, he goes down. I get one game. I'm excited. Yeah. Conway's sick today. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, I think he caught Ken's cold. Oh, yeah. yeah Ken right. sounds okay. You can tell a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But, a little uh, scratchy. Yeah, a little scratchy. But, uh, I heard you yesterday. You're working Sunday afternoons now. Yeah, that's right. I was. It was that kind of wasn't yesterday. Day. No, that was that. Yeah, it wasn't yesterday, but it was two days. Yeah, but I. No, I got the last minute call. And I said, "Yeah, I'm sitting around. I'll do it." <laughs> I was, I'll come in and sitting around I while I'm talking. I was driving around doing errands, and uh, there you were. Well, thank you for your service. I I was uh, I enjoyed it. I love I love hanging out here. It was good. It's weird on the weekends. So no, the first thing I thought of, my God, he's got nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon. It is true. Well, now football season is over. All so right, exactly. yeah. Call me during football season. Forget it. I can't do it. I got a lot. What do you of bet on now? Yeah. Uh, well, there's. Um, there's international league play in uh, football. XFL, yeah. USFL, XFL, right? Exactly. He was betting on two cockroaches in the uh, lunchroom. Well, room. listen, you got to take the action where it comes. You know what I'm saying? Alex Stone's joining us right off the hop. We're going to talk about that bizarre case of the auxiliary bishop David O'Connell in L.A. over the weekend. In fact, uh, just to your point, on Sunday when I was on, that story was just breaking, and they were so tight-lipped about it, it made me think of that movie Primal Fear. Remember the movie where the guy. It was Edward Norton. I think that was his breakout role. Um, he is in a movie with Richard Gere, and he's accused, Edward Norton character, of killing this priest in this awful way. And there were so few details out on Sunday when this news broke. Yeah. I thought, wow, there's something to this story. There's something more. And it, it is not like that movie, Primal Fear, but it's actually... It does have a sort of bizarre twist, doesn't it? With the yeah, it's housekeeper, strange. The, it's a guy upset. He didn't get paid for his handiwork. I yeah, don't, it's uh, it maybe there's funny. another story there. Exactly, it's just uh, it's unfolding. Jason Nathan's going to join us too about the Alec Baldwin uh, changing face of that case. My neighbor got hit with a twenty thousand dollar 
water bill, oh. and he's in a tug of water war with bill. the. And, I, and as he was telling me the story, I said, "You got to come on the air and talk to me about that's it." So, a, that's a long shower. No kidding. That's and he'll explain why it's twenty thousand. But uh, uh, that a Supreme Court case, and what's going to happen with the weather? And honest to goodness, the guy who replaced me on Fox Eleven. Mm. My old intern is now the big uh, 6 and 11 o'clock uh, weather guy. He'll be with us, too. It's a big show. All right. It sounds oh, it. Was, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Replaced by your old intern. Yeah. yeah it it right. happens. Yeah, that's right. Always yeah. available, Mark Thompson. Yeah, yes. watch <laughs> That's right. If you need an announcer at dinner one night, you call him up. I never thought and, of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no gig too small. That's right. I'll tell you. Let's have a conversation. All Here right. We go. uh, we've got Crozier with the news. KFI. Live here, uh, live, right, uh, well live in the 24-hour KFI You're a newsroom. pro. You're uh, a pro. Just, I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places. Places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.